Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. Let's look in Hebrews 11, if you would. Hebrews 11. Uh, I want to wish all of you a happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. Um, And we're going to look at the mother of our faith. You know, I'm thankful for mothers. I had a beautiful mother. She's with Jesus now. But um, if I were to pick out a hero in my life, it would be my mom, you know, because she had great faith and she loved the Lord and she taught me the things of God. And I'm so thankful for what I learned from her. <clears throat> and um, if you look to the, to the Bible, we, we have a mother in the faith, and that's Sarah. And she's, you know, she gives us some great examples and things. So let's just take a look at Sarah for a moment in Hebrews 11. How many of you know this is the great hall of faith chapter, right? I mean, by faith, through faith, we see everything that was accomplished because of faith and believing. But let's take a look at verse 11, speaking of Sarah. It says, through faith also Sarah herself. Somebody say herself. Okay, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when she was delivered of a child when she was past age. So she was really old. I mean, if the Bible says you're old, I guess you're old. You know, she was about, what, 90 years old, and Abraham was about 99. But she received strength. So Sarah herself received that strength when she was past age because, now this is why. It says, because she judged him faithful. Speaking of God, she judged God faithful who had promised. So what did Sarah do? She judged God what? Faithful. Turn with me to uh, Mark, if you would, Mark's gospel. Mark the fifth chapter real quickly. Mark five. How many of you believe faith is the determining factor in you and I receiving from God? Really, faith is, is so important, right? I mean, four times the Bible talks about the just shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight, right? The Bible says that this is what causes us to overcome the whole world, even our faith. And we know that Sarah herself had faith. It wasn't just her husband's faith, but Sarah herself had faith. And how many of you know you've got faith in you? If you're born again, you've got faith. We've all been given the measure of faith. And how many of you know that faith can grow? It can increase, it can enlarge. And so faith is really important. A lot of times people have what I call no-fault religion. You know, they'll say, well, if, if the word's not working for them, they say, it must not be my fault, it must be God's fault. No, no, no. How many of you know it's more up to you and I if we receive than it is up to God? And at first, Sarah, when she heard about the promise that she's going to be the mother of many nations at 90. Now, I don't know if she got too excited at that point or not. But when she, when she heard that, if you read in Genesis, we don't have time to turn there, but the first time she heard that God had given her that promise, it says, basically, she judged God funny. Be- 
because she laughed when she heard that. At 90 years old, you're going to have a child, da, da, da. She started laughing. And somewhere, I think, she probably started crying, too. But the Bible says she laughed, and she judged God funny. But over here in Hebrews 11, she judged God faithful. Oh, come on. How many of you can judge God faithful? Has he been faithful to you? You know, we hear a lot about you and I being faithful to the things of God, being faithful to serve God, being faithful to do the things we know we're supposed to do, right? But, you know, we can flip that around and let's begin to see God as faithful. How many of you know God is faithful and he will never let you down and he's always been faithful to you in the times that you don't even realize he was faithful to you? How many of you this morning, you shouldn't even be here today? Some of you should have died in that car wreck. Oh, come on. Some of you should have died in that bar. You almost overdosed. Come on. I mean, there's a lot of reasons we could go on and on, but God has been faithful to you. And how many of you know God still has a great plan for your life? Oh, he's always got a great plan. How many of you know God is so faithful, he cares about even the little things in our life? He sure does. You know, it says in Psalm 138, verse 8, that God will perfect that which concerns us. Isn't that an awesome promise? I mean, if something concerns you or something bothers you or something is dear to your heart, you know, the scripture tells us God will take care of that for you. Wow, what an awesome, mighty God. What a faithful God. Let's take a look now here in... Mark, the fifth chapter, let's, let's look at another woman. Now, Sarah, she judged God faithful. She used her own faith. And right here in Mark, here's another great woman. And since it's Mother's Day, I'm going to talk about women, okay, in the Bible. So in verse 25 of Mark 5, it says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Now, sometimes I'll stop and read it like this. Uh, and a certain woman had an issue. Uh-oh, come on. Oh, come on. How many of you know some women got some issues? Lots of them, right? Okay. The guys, are, the guys are smart in this church. They're not saying much. How many of you know some women with some issues? All right. How many of you know some men got some issues too? Okay. But whatever your issue is, if you will challenge it today with your faith, I believe it can change. You know, there was a man in... Uh, in Mark's gospel, it, it talks about the fact that Jesus made him ever or every wit whole, the King James says, W-H-I-T, whole. And that word wit actually means down to the tiniest iota. That's awesome. Think about how detailed God is in making us healed and making us whole. He, he healed that man, made him whole, down to the tiniest iota. How many of you know God wants to take care of everything in your life, heal you, set you free, get rid of every fear? I mean, down to the tiniest iota. How many of you know God is so big? He's a great big God, right? But how many of you know he can also be as small as he needs to be to get down to your little problem? Down to the tiniest iota. I love that about God. All right, so this woman had an issue. What's your issue this morning? Woo, don't say it out loud. Yeah, that's right. Whatever it is, it can change. Now, her issue was she had a blood disease, and she had it for a long time, 12 years. That's like over a decade, right? 
She had this blood disease 12, 12 years, verse 26. And she had suffered many things of many physicians. She spent all that she had, but was nothing better, but rather she grew worse. How many of you, how many of you ever heard people say, it can't get any worse than this? And then it did. Anybody know? And then it got worse? Well, listen, here's the good news. If your problems can change from bad to worse, if it can go in that direction, right? The good news is you know it can move. Amen. You know it can move. So if it can go from bad to worse, and how many of you know it can move the other direction to where suddenly everything has changed and suddenly, come on, you're back on top again. Amen. Oh, I'm expecting suddenly this year. How about you? It kept getting worse. Verse 27, when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and she touched his garment for she said, if I'm of a touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Verse 29, and straightway the fountain of her body, uh, blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling and knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Woo! That woman told Jesus was patient. My goodness. Wow, I've had people come up to the prayer line, you know, and you're, you're trying to find out one thing. You say, what'd you come for? And I mean, they tell you everything that happened that week, that year, what happened on the way to church, who said what, and then they got a call from so-and-so, and then they, oh, come on. And then I finally go, so what'd you come for? Okay. So, Jesus was patient. He let her tell it all. And then verse 34, <laughs> praise God. Verse 34, and he said unto her, daughter. How many of you know God calls you daughter? God calls you son. Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. What was it that Jesus said made her whole? What was it? He said, daughter, you're what? Faith. Whose faith? Faith. Whose faith? Her faith. He didn't say, daughter, the crowd's faith has made you whole. Although that would be nice to have everybody believing with you, right? He didn't say, daughter, your parents' faith has made you whole. He didn't say, daughter, your pastor's faith has made you whole. Although that'd be good to have your pastor believing with you. He didn't say, the evangelist's faith has made you whole. Although that'd be good too to have them praying and believing with you. But how many of you know it was her faith? Her faith, not her husband's faith or her parents' faith, but it was her faith that made her whole. And how many of you know that if her faith can make her whole, your faith can make you whole? Amen. Say it out loud. Say, my faith, my faith can, make me whole. can make me whole. Turn and tell your neighbor, say, your faith, your faith can make you whole. Make now, how many of you know the Bible is, is still the same? The Bible still works the same today. You know, people think the Bible is outdated. No, God wrote the word for all the generations. And I'm telling you what, it, it's, it applies to every situation. Matter of fact, what does the scripture say in Hebrews 13 that Jesus Christ is the same what? Yesterday, yesterday when? Yesterday. Today and what? 
forever. Okay, what was Jesus doing yesterday? He was healing people, right? Delivering people, right? He was doing that when? Yesterday. What's Jesus doing today? Healing people, delivering people, right? What's Jesus going to be doing tomorrow when you and I wake up? Healing people, delivering people. Why? The Bible says he is the same. He has not changed. Oh, I don't know about you. I am so glad that God is not like some of us. Come on now. How many of you know some people who change? Oh, yeah. How many of you know some women who can change too? I mean, quick. That's why you can't go by your feelings, right? Because how many of you know, you ever had this happen? You get up, you feel so good. Oh, I feel good. You know, you feel great about some stuff. And then like an hour later, something happened. You don't know what. You just don't feel the same about it. You're like, no, I don't feel good about that. That makes me mad. (laughs) Come on. And then about 30 minutes later, you're like, oh, I feel better about that now. (laughs) How many of you know we can't go by how we feel? You remember that old song? I know you might not, your pastor probably doesn't know it because he's so young. <laughs> he would not know it. Yeah, I'm sure he might. But it, it, was a, it, was, it wasn't a Christian song, but you remember that song? Uh, feelings, nothing more than feelings. Y'all remember that? Feelings. Okay, I can't sing it like that. Remember that? What comes after feelings? What's next? Oh, yeah, the choir is singing it. Okay. Today, you will not be in trouble. You're going to get the evangelist pass on that one. Okay, no. But after that comes, whoa, 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 feelings. Boy, I think that was good right there because even that song's telling you, if you follow your feelings, you're going to get whoa. Right? Whoa, 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 feelings. And how many of you know you don't want to get whoa? You ever seen in the Bible where Jesus said, whoa, to the man? Okay. You don't want any whoa in there. Come on now. So if we follow our feelings, we're going to get woe. That's why we got to walk by faith and not by sight. I want to encourage you this morning. There's some of you, there's some things you've been believing for. It hasn't come to pass yet. But you know what? I believe you're so close. And if you can see in the realm of the spirit how close you were to breakthrough, I tell you, you'd be shouting so loud. I'm telling you what the devil so many times tries to get you to quit right before the breakthrough. In my own life, I've had the biggest battles right before the biggest blessings, right before the biggest breakthrough. So don't quit because you are close to some awesome, mighty things happening in your life. The devil would love to get you to quit. He would love to get you to give up on your faith and be discouraged. Pick yourself back up this morning. Say, I'm getting back in faith. I'm going to trust God again. I'm going to be like Sarah. And you know, you'll get the promise fulfilled just like Sarah did. Because you judge God faithful. Amen. Amen. Now we can see from this passage that we just read, there's three things this woman did. This woman with the issue of blood. And she got a breakthrough. And God still works the same today. The three things real simply are this. She heard the word. And the Amplified Bible says she heard the reports concerning Jesus. Faith comes by what? Hearing, Hearing, right? So she heard the word. Number two, she believed what she heard. When we see it in the word, we got to believe it, right? I mean, even if we believed a certain way our whole life about God, the moment we see it in the word that, that, that it's not the way we thought it was, but we see, that we see it in the word. We, sh- we should change what we used to believe. 
because we got the Bible to back us up. So if we used to believe one way, we see something in the Bible, go, you know, I believe this. I believe the word, right? So she chose to believe the word. She heard the word. She believed the word. Now the third thing she did is so powerful is she acted on the word. She acted on the word. How many of you know many times uh, man wants victory, but God oftentimes gives strategy? You can see it throughout the whole scripture. Remember Naaman the leper? He had leprosy, and, and uh, the prophet told him to go dip seven times in this river. And Naaman said, well, I surely thought. Oh, there's our problem a lot of times, right? We thought God was going to do it a certain way. He said, I thought surely the prophet would wave his hand or whatever, and I would be healed. But he needed a, a healing, and so the Lord gave him an instruction. See, we always have a part to play in the miracles and breakthroughs. So what was the instruction? Go dip. So he went and did it, probably feeling silly. You know, there was a river closer, but God told him to go to a certain one. And he's dipping in the river, probably went down once, nothing, two, three, four. You know, he comes up the fifth time, still full of leprosy. But on that seventh dip, come on, he comes up, and I mean his skin as smooth as can be, totally healed and cleansed. Why? Because he obeyed an instruction. He acted on a word from God. You remember the lady where the prophet said, go buy, borrow all the uh, pots, and she collected in, in the oil and sell it. You know, you pour the oil in and you sell it. And the oil kept filling up all the pots until all the pots were full. And she had enough money. She went and sold all that. She had enough money. The Bible says it was over a year's wages. Well, she had to act on the word of the Lord, too. Sometimes it'll be a simple act. It'll just be something small. But let me just tell you this. The number one way we can act on our faith is to say something. Saying something is acting on your faith. Saying something is acting on your faith. Because that woman said, when I touch his garment, I'll be healed. And the Amplified Bible says this. She kept on saying. What does it mean to keep on saying? What's it mean to keep on saying? Not a trick question. Okay, it just means keep on saying. <laughs> Y'all are so smart in this church. Praise God. It means to keep on saying. So, so what she did, she kept on saying, when I touch his garment, I'll be healed. 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 I mean, everywhere she went, she said that. Well, you know, I have a cousin that got diagnosed with lupus, and she called me on the phone, and this was on a Friday. I was going to be in her area that following Tuesday, and uh, she said, the doctor's diagnosed me with lupus, and so I thought of this passage of Scripture, and I said, listen, this is what I want you to do. Anytime you think about it between now and Tuesday's meeting, I want you to say, when hands are laid on me Tuesday, I'll be healed of lupus. She said, okay, I can do that, and so she got to doing it. I mean, she said it so many times. She called people up just to let them know. You know, she called my mom up and said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm going to the meeting Tuesday. When hands are laid on me, the power of God's going to flow into me. I'm going to be healed of lupus. She bumped into somebody at the store and said, hey, I'm going to a meeting Tuesday. I'm going to be prayed for. Hands are going to be laid on me. And when, when that happens, the power of God's going to flow into me. I'm going to be healed of lupus. She called me up, said, hey, just want to let you know. Coming to your meeting Tuesday, and when hands are laid on me, the power of God's going to flow into my body. I'm going to be healed of lupus. I mean, she said it. She did her part. Come on. 
Well, she came to the meeting Tuesday, and it was time to pray for her. She came up in the prayer line, and there were several people before her. You know, some people fell out in the spirit. Some didn't, you know. But right when I got to her, right before I could lay hands on her, she said, wait a minute, Kate, I want to say it one more time. She said, I believe when you lay hands on me, the power of God's going to flow into my body and I'm going to be healed of lupus. I said, I believe it. So I laid hands on her and prayed. Now, she didn't fall over. She didn't feel anything. She didn't get a goose bump. A glory ball didn't roll in the back door and hit her upside the head. You say, what is a glory ball? I have no idea I made that one up, okay? But she didn't feel anything, and she's a baby Christian, so she said, she said, Kate, uh, does it still work even though I didn't feel anything? I said, well, of course. She said, well, then that's it. I'm healed of lupus. And she marched back to her seat thanking God for her miracle. And do you know the next day she felt a little better, the next day better, and, you know, some time passed, and by the end of the week, all the, all the um, symptoms were disappearing and she's feeling so good. So she says, I think I'm going to go to the doctor and, and let him confirm this. Now, how many of you like this? A feel-good doctor's appointment. Come on, I feel so good, I think I'll go to the doctor. When's the last time you made that appointment, right? So she goes to the doctor, and they run a bunch of tests on her. You know, and they say, we don't know what happened to you. We can't understand it. But uh, you don't have lupus anymore. Glory to God. And you know what she said? I'll tell you exactly what happened, doctor. I went to a meeting Tuesday, and I had hands laid on me. And when I did, the power of God went into my body, and I was healed of lupus. Come on. Woo, glory. That's the way we need to be with the Word of God. You got to get a hold of the Word of God like a bulldog on a new bone. Come on. There's two things that bulldog knows about that bone, right? Number one, he knows it's his. He ain't letting nobody take it from him, right? Come on. And number two, he knows it's good. And that's the way we need to be with the word. We need to know it's ours. It belongs to us. And the word is good. And we're going to hang on to the word of God. We're not going to let go. Hold on to the promises of God. Speak them in your life. Get bold like that. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a as a lion. You know, if, if, if you have a situation, I would encourage you, get scriptures that, that cover your case. You know, if you have a son or a daughter that's, that's not serving God or, or they're lost, maybe they've never been saved, maybe they're away from God, I would grab a hold of some scriptures. You know, get um, the one in Proverbs 11, verse 21. It says, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. If your child's bound by some addiction, start speaking that over your child. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Amen. And then grab the one over in, what is it, Isaiah 53, 13, I think it is. No, Isaiah 54, verse 13. It says, all my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be thy peace. Come on. God knew about that soap opera long before it ever, you know, all my children. But anyways... Speak that over your children. Say, all my children are going to be taught of the Lord. Great's going to be their peace. The devil can't have my children. The devil can't have my spouse. Come on, one of my friends wrote a book called Devil, You Can't Have My Husband. And he wasn't treating her right. He was kind of mean, you know. 
And so one day they got in a big fight. She said, I think I'm going to rewrite that book and say, devil, you can have my husband now. She's just, <laughs> anyways. But she, she decided not to be moved by what she was feeling, okay? But she stood on the word, took some time, but he, he got born again, wonderfully saved. And uh, they serve God together, amen, in the things of God. So don't give up. Hang on to the word of God. Let's pray. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.